Hello and welcome to another episode of Marriage in a Tightrope. I'm Alan. I'm Katie. And I'm Zara. <gasps> and we are either married and or parents and daughter. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we are attempting an impromptu episode of Marriage in a Tightrope today where Zara was in here while we were editing our previous episode that you may have heard last time with Leslie and Ben. When we stopped, we looked at Zara and said, hey, why don't you come over here? You ask us a few questions, any questions at all. And we have to answer them. Dun, dun, dun. She said some of them are s- serious questions. Some of them might be silly questions. <laughs> and that's okay. So, Zara. What? First of all, who is your first question with? Or for? The both of you. Both of us. Okay, what is the question? Who's your favorite child? <laughs> <laughs> this is I mean... Well, considering that we had a two-hour argument slash conversation with our teenage boys about girls today. (laughs) I think it's easy to answer. Oh, we do have a fourth one. I guess the fact that I forgot. But he wouldn't play games with us But he wouldn't play games with us. Okay, Zara. So, Zara, you're our favorite. You're our favorite. Good question. Good question. Question number two. Okay, would you guys ever replace Ozzy, our dog? Would we ever replace him? You mean if he died? No. Or if, if I gave him away. No, like, <laughs> I think that would be more realistic. <laughs> yes. Mom's not a big fan of the dog. Uh, no, if, like, there is a different animal that you guys wanted to get, would you get rid of Ozzy? Oh, my, my answer is I would not get rid of the dog for a different animal. Neither would I. All right. He is here to stay. And, in fact, he's just right there. That's he right. is. He's right behind he's, us. He's sleeping. <laughs> oh, as always. <laughs> All right, Zara, do you have one more question for us? You're very, you are a very thoughtful, curious person, so I like hearing your questions. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, you can ask anything. Do you enjoy doing this little broad thingy? The this little thing? podcast? Yeah. Do we enjoy doing it? Yes. Mom, why don't you answer that? <laughs> <laughs> I think that we enjoy doing something together. Me and Al, me and Dad really enjoy doing something together. And it's something that has brought us together. So but don't you always say that you're like, oh dang it, we gotta do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Zara, let me tell you something about editing. After we after we record, I have to go and like sometimes I edit things out. Sometimes I have to make things louder. The thing that you just said was super soft. I'm not going to edit it out or edit it louder. People are going to have to go and really listen hard <laughs> to see if if they could actually hear if they can actually hear what they said. This is actually a really good introduction to our show today. It is true. Zara asked just now, "Do we enjoy doing it?" Because the quiet part that she said was because sometimes I hear you guys talking like, "Oh, we have to do the podcast again." <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be I'll be honest, it is a lot sometimes and it's it can be stressful sometimes. Okay. So it is difficult uh to to try to like make sure that we're always doing it or p- spending all the time cuz guess what? When we spend time doing this podcast, what does that mean we're sp- not spending time doing? Family. Family. We don't like having to choose between the two because Sometimes you have time to do both, but there's some nights where it's like, ah, we have to do our course or we have to do this. And or you're going to go on a date night or... We have to go to dinner with someone we met, right? Or you need to leave every single five minutes, so then it's just me and Zach at the house because the boys always leave without you guys knowing. 
Right. <laughs> Very wow, true. Wow, this has turned into an expose of the Mount family. It has. But like last night, Zara, we were at, what? remember the concert we were at? Yeah. And there was fireworks and stuff. Well, Mom and I were sitting there, and this man came up to us and said, Alan and Katie, you don't know me, but everything that you've done for Marriage on a Tightrope has meant so much to us. Thank you so much. And, like, that's the stuff that's, like, that's why we do it. It's because it really helps people a lot. Dad even cried. I did cry. The stupid fireworks started going right after he said that, and I was like, I don't even know. I was just, I was tired. I had to <laughs> I, I saw it. I saw you crying, and at first I was like, okay. Maybe it's allergies. <laughs> he doesn't have allergies. Wait, what the heck? <laughs> I was very confused. Yeah. All right. I didn't ask. These are good. Those are good questions, Zara. Thanks, Zara. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Love you. I now it's I didn't our turn to. Anything. No, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> you didn't expose anything. <laughs> Should we ask her a few questions now? Oh no. Okay, fine, fine. Is oh, it, wow. It's only fair. Okay, Zara, I did want to ask you one question in particular. You uh-huh. ready? So do you remember that one time on Mother's Day, just a, a month ago, we were we were sitting in church and the speaker said something was oh, was was talking about Heavenly Mother, was re- reading exactly what they say out of like the church, what the church says about Heavenly Mother. And you turned to me and said what? Why did they never talk about her in actual, like, church and primary? Well, first you looked at me and you were like, Heavenly Mother, who's that? (laughs) (laughs) I was confused. You were confused. And then, do you remember what you said to Dad? No. You said, um... About the Bible? About the Bible? No, I don't remember. Boys in the scriptures? Okay, Dad, why don't you say it? Yeah, remember you, you mentioned, you said, And why are the scriptures just about boys? Yeah. Is that because boys are... Do you remember? No. More important? No. That's what you, that's that's what you, you said. That's what you said. Is, oh. You like said, is it because boys are more important than girls? Is that what she said? Oh, oh wow. We've got, another, we've got another kid <laughs> number, in here. Number four is here. Anyway, what did you want to ask her about that? So, Azara, I was, I was thinking, I've been thinking a ton about that. And do you think that mom and dad values boys more than girls? No. 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 I know that for a fact. You know that for a fact. I mean, think of this morning. This morning. You guys were fighting with the boys, but not with me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, we're fighting with the teenagers. Okay. Um, Zara, do you think think that it's possible that we have a heavenly mother? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yes. Do you like when you talk about girls at church, or do you like when you talk about boys at church, or have you not really even thought about it? Or do you like... I think about it. Yeah. Sometimes we go and sometimes we don't, right? Uh, when you said Heavenly Mother, mm-hmm. uh, here's a random thing that I thought about. Oh, yeah. Um, so, did God create all of them or did the Heavenly Mother have to go through all of that? All the labor? All the labor. Of so many people? <laughs> of like m- trillions. Yeah. Trillions. Trillions, right. Trillions of people. Wow, that would be crazy, huh? That would suck. You would be <laughs> pregnant the rest of your life. I mean, like, triplets, trillion <laughs> You're having them all at the same time? <laughs> that would suck a lot. Yeah, it would. It'd be kind of like, and I just had five children. These are definite mysteries I have asked myself as well, Zara. <laughs> Uh, we need we need more information. <laughs> we need more information. Where do we get more information? Jeez. 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, Zara, anything else you want to say? No. No? Dad, do you have any questions for Zara? Do you love me? Yeah. That's all I care Wait, about. who do you love more? <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> This is a hard decision. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know or you don't want to say. (laughs) Look, we both know that mom is at the top of everyone's list. (laughs) Actually, no. I think the teenagers love dad more than... No, the teenagers love their girlfriends more. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) True that. It's a little bit easier to have a child make some content for us. They provide all the content, Alan. They just are not always on that's episode. true. They do kind of run our lives. They do. A little bit. Well, before we get to the main topic of the episode, we wanted to remind everyone that registration is open for we- workshop on a tightrope. When's the first day that we're going to be doing this? We start on Sunday, September 11th. 7 p.m. Mountain. And... Right now, we've got a bunch of signups. People just kind of went for it. They did. If you sign up by July 31st, you get $50 off, and you get sex and intimacy included as well. So there is a big advantage to you signing up early. One, you'll have a spot, and two, you save some money. If you would like to use your HSA, you can absolutely do that. You just contact us. You can email us, or you can message us, and we'll ask for some information. You can use your HSA account. Our email is marriage on a tightrope. I did not say that right. Marriage on a tightrope at gmail.com. That's right. And also, if you are wanting to take this course, but it is financially difficult for you to do so, we have had some just incredible people who have taken the course who are always willing to donate money for scholarships. And currently we don't have any scholarships available, but please, we do it as um, a as-needed basis. So if we don't know if someone needs help, we won't ask um, our donors for money. So please, if you want to, to come and um, you want to do this with us, let us know. Let us know your situation, and we can definitely help take care of that. You know, in this last group, um, there was a very grateful couple who were the beneficiaries of a scholarship, and it literally changed their marriage. And um, the cool thing about them is they wanted to pay it forward, and so they created a Marco Polo account um, just for all of you who want to hear testimonials for you that have any questions that you want to ask the other participants who have been in the class. It's just for you. So you can go in there and and ask questions and listen to what people have to say about the course. So I am going to link that in the show show notes, and we will also link that in our Facebook and our Instagram. So if you would like to go in and listen to what people like experience during the course, you can do that. And we can tell you real quick right here how the course works. It is six weeks, a seventh bonus week with that sex and intimacy as well. Every Sunday at 7 p.m. we're meeting talking about uh, one of those six slash seven topics that is so important in a mixed faith marriage from communication to negotiating the difficult tenders to kids and how to talk to parents and Uh, intimacy in general, not just sexual or physical intimacy, but emotional intimacy, intellectual intimacy. These are the topics uh, and associated tools, which are not things that Katie and I have made up. This is from Natasha Helfer, who has 
been working in Mormon mixed faith marriage for almost 20 years. Uh, so this is, this is a licensed therapist that you get to spend time with. Uh, we meet for two hours every single Sunday night for those seven weeks. And we meet both as a group, 25 couples, plus me, Natasha, and Katie. And then we split up to talk and enable the couples to have more time to discuss with a smaller group what their experience was on doing the homework, or we call it the tightrope and action exercises that we do at the end of each week. And then we get back together to discuss uh, what's happening this next week, what are we going to be talking about. There is a one and a half to two hour PowerPoint recording presentation from Natasha, Katie, and myself that you watch ahead of time each week. So it's it's six, seven weeks of intentional effort on improving your marriage and learning uh, the tools that you need to do just that. I think that it's one of like the best things we do with the podcast. And the best thing too is that you get to meet other people in your situation and connect with them, especially those who live out of state. That can be a really tough challenge. If you live in the state, sometimes it's a little bit easier to find people in the same you know, you're in good company here in the same community, but it has been a lifeline for so many people. I love our last group. They in fact are having a pool party tonight at <laughs> one of their houses, invited all of the families and couples, anyone who is around, um, had a cute one that lives in Oregon who invited me up to their house when I go to Jennifer Finlayson Fife's course. I mean, it's just, these are like friendships that, you are going to want to have with other people. It's super valuable. So we hope you take advantage of it and that you sign up and come talk to us in September. And the last thing I wanted to mention real briefly, Katie, you talked about the Marco Polo group. There are a number of Marco Polo groups that we would highly recommend if if you've heard of them but haven't jumped into them just yet. Because maybe it's daunting. Maybe there's, oh my gosh, Marco Polo groups are so hard. Here's the the real, there's so many different purposes of these groups, but connection is number one. So many stories that we have heard of people that get into these groups for a short amount of time, they find someone that they really connect with, they meet them in real life, and now they have some friends. They and have now, a boys weekend They in have Chicago. a boys weekend in Chicago, yeah. which is happening is, right which now. Which is happening. Uh, they, the boys went up to Banff, like what, 15, 16 guys went up to Banff for a weekend. Uh, the The... The, the wives groups do do similar activities and meetups and it's it's so so valuable don't be overwhelmed if you've tried it with the sheer volume I know that the guys groups are very fast paced because there's a lot of stuff going on but I jumped into the main group which is like 160 people yesterday and caught up in the last 20 or so videos they were and, talking about me. In. they were talking about Jeez. you how rude and their your their questions will be answered in this episode that you're about to hear. <laughs> <laughs> this portion uh, we're recording after the fact, a few weeks after the fact. So what you're about to hear is a few weeks in the past. But I think that's all I have. Any other announcements before we let past Alan and Katie take over? I, I'll say this. We've had some criticism about Marco Polo, the groups themselves, just because, yeah, they are big. To be fair, we had one piece well, of criticism. No, I, this isn't the, <laughs> the first time I've heard somebody okay. say, complain about it. But I know there's a lot of people... Look, we are here. We're just trying to connect people. I honestly feel like 
I'm not going to babysit groups, right? We try and do our best. Actually, I don't, Al and I don't even do this. Our moderators do all the work when it comes to our Facebook group. And so, you know, we, we're trying to make it a safe space, but I'm not controlling anybody's Marco Polo group or telling them what they should be discussing or not discuss or how they should approach a topic. That is not for me. Marco Polo groups are literally for everyone that wants to connect. And if you don't find that it works for you, that's fine. Try. Swipe right. Swipe, swipe wait. No. Swipe uh, left. Uninstall. I, I see here. I, this is where I don't know because you and I grew up Tinder in a day. and Bumble and you and I Grindr gr- and what else? Whoa, mutual. Mutual. Um, you and I grew up in a day where we there was, there, you know, the phone book. You pick a random phone number and just call it. Whoa. You did? Well, I mean. You did? For like prank calls, yes. Mm, not to get, like, get to know people? No. Like, mm, Trevor Smith. That sounds cute. Let's call no, him. No, because they're all adults. Why would a 14-year-old be calling on adults? Well, you, why would a 14-year-old be on Tinder? Well, no, I'm no. Oh, you're right. Okay, this is turn, taking a dark turn. I think we should let Alan and Katie from the past uh, <laughs> take over. I think they're more apt. I've listened to it. I've listened to the, what they're about to say, and man, oh, they're good. It's heavy, probably. Okay, good <laughs> luck listening to the next part. Love y'all. This is actually the part where I'm a little more nervous because Katie has some kind of agenda on her phone that she will not even show me. No. <sighs> All right, let's go. I think Zara, like, primed the pump. She did a good job without even knowing. Uh, First of all, Alan, why did we change our intro and outro music? Yeah, we've gotten a couple of those questions. So we changed our intro and outro music because it was not licensed. (laughs) It was just illegal, blatant copyright infringement. And a few of our episodes had been taken down because of the use of Grow As You Go. So, so sorry. Uh, Maybe... What you need to do, Mr. and Mrs. Listener, every time you listen to our podcast, just have that song playing in the background, and then you get the same effect. No biggie. But the song that we now use is is licensed, and we can use it however we want. So, Ben Platt. <laughs> Which, by the way, hello, we had our tickets all set to go see his concert, and he's postponed it till I don't even know when. We're excited to go with four tickets because Alan accidentally bought us another set. That's right. Anyway, That's it's, right. it's all good. Maybe we'll do a giveaway. Okay, Alan, here's an, here's the next question right at you. Oh, geez, okay. Why did I start following you again on TikTok? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, much to, I don't know who's more disappointed, me or the people that like watching my videos. <laughs> but I kind of tore the Band-Aid off and I have stopped making post-religious content on TikTok. That's Care why you to elaborate? It didn't really feel like a chore yet, but I could tell it was getting there. And I just felt like, what if I just did something else? And so that's what I'm doing. I'm just going to do it. I don't really have a niche at all. It's just making what comes to mind. And of course, the first video you make that's not like religious, really. Right. Got like 183,000. It's actually sitting at 1.8 million right now. It's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how the folks that do enjoy my content, how they enjoy my content now after, you know, a few weeks or months of me not making post-religious content. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know if maybe I won't like doing it either, but I, I still enjoy performing and making content and putting it out there. And there's still topics I'm very passionate about that are more serious than like a funny video would 
warrant, if that makes sense. I may do videos that are kind of in response to comments that I don't love, and but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. I'm not too worried about it because, like, if all of a sudden my account was banned for some reason, I would be like, oh, all right, well, on to the next thing. Who cares? I think you would care. Yeah, but it, it would almost, I don't know. It's, it's fine. Is it hard to step away from making that type of content knowing that that's kind of been your per- persona? I think that's, that is the hard part about it is I've, it's kind of fun being looked at as someone that knows what they're talking about. Uh, that like taking that away is, is one of those things that it's, it's like, oh, well, okay. Like it, 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 it feels like we talked about in the, in the intro with our kids when someone comes up to us and says, I really appreciate the work that you do. That's super validating and it's nice. And in the same way, when someone comes up to me and says, I really like your TikToks, they've really helped me a lot. Like that means a lot. And so taking that away is, it is kind of like a, okay, well, at some point you have to do what's best for you and putting others above your own personal growth is something that you can't do forever. Mm. So. So what does your personal growth look like? Hell if I know. I don't know. I, I don't know what it looks like. I don't feel like I'm dr- like drowning in anything. I just, that's just, this is just one thing. Like it's just a little TikTok. It's like, I just want to change my TikToks a little bit. Yeah. But I think that it could speak to like the bigger part of like what your journey is going to be moving forward. You sure. You said that very, like I should know what you're talking about. Prime, okay. like you need to be a little more Okay, so direct. one of the one of the terms that you gave me is that you feel X X Mormon. Oh right. Yes. And I I think we've talked about on this podcast a few times the weird paradox that the ex Mormon community is where it's kind of like a triage where you go to heal and um relate to people that are experiencing similar things than, than you are. And when that healing is done, it's you kind of, okay, now what now I I'm, I need to move on to something else. I don't feel like I need the healing anymore. It's nice to feel like I'm part of a small part of healing others that are just finding themselves in this space. But we, we did an episode after the first thrive that we went to. And like, that was a really difficult day for me because I didn't feel even then a couple few, three years ago that I was like part, like, this isn't my community. Like, this doesn't feel like the solution over time. I've realized that it's like, this helps, but this isn't the permanent thing. It's let's move on. For a long time, the permanent thing, quote unquote permanent, it's always changing, but We've always felt very comfortable in our mixed faith group. Right. Because one of the things that I love about it is there's a lot of emotional intelligence being exercised among all the couples in order to allow space. We're allowing space for other people. And I don't I'm not I'm not saying like, oh look at us. I'm just saying that there are not a ton of groups that people join specifically in order to hear a different viewpoint. You know what I mean? Like when you're married to someone with a completely different viewpoint, or you go to dinner with couples who are in the same place, but are not in the same place. Um, there is some that you have to like pull back and not say. And sometimes it is the right thing to like share your experience, but then you're still making space for people. And 
I don't know. Sometimes in other groups, I feel like there it's like all or this all or nothing thing, which is one thing I've really appreciated about our group is for the most part, um, our moderators do a really good job trying to make it feel like everyone is welcome and people can say what the moderators, not for the most part. I think the moderators always do a great job with that. They always do a good job. We don't always catch everything. That's what I yes, need to say. That's exactly what, yes, I completely understand what you're saying. Yes. For yes. sure. Anyway. Sure. Um, okay. So along those lines, Alan. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you love this like rapid fire? Yeah. This is, I, this is not what I expected this episode to be. Let's do it. At what point though, do you like, we're in this space where we're like giving each other space. We're not trying to trample over each other. But also we're not sharing everything that's in our heart and mind. And for the first little while, that worked really well. Where, you know, you just didn't share, like, details. And because it was really hard for me. You were giving me time to process. I wasn't sharing all my details about what I thought with you. Because that would be very hurtful to you. But at what point in marriage, in your relationship, do you decide... Actually, not saying something is is doing more harm than it's doing good. It's impossible to actually answer at the four month point or at the five year point. It's it's more for me. It's a spectrum and this pendulum of continually trying to balance between being careful how you share things and like allowing space for your differences. Because I think what I'll say directly is if I look back at the last five years, there's, there's probably, I, one of the, one of the great things I think that we we've been able to do on this podcast is talk about difficult issues in very healthy ways and kind of show couples and show ourselves primarily that we can have difficult conversations that we can do this in many ways and maybe not on the podcast, but in our own off microphone relationship, there have been moments where rather than share, it's been stay quiet to keep the peace. And it's not until probably the last three or four months that I have felt that isn't always positive. There is a downside to that. And pretty dramatically, we've seen if we rewind five plus years in our relationship, I'm the one always trying to extract feelings out of you and thoughts out of you. And now it's all of a sudden we've realized it's the opposite. Like you've grown a lot and you're much more willing to share than you were five plus years ago before my whole faith stuff. But now I'm having a hard time sharing because I feel like I've been conditioned to be quiet, to keep the peace or I'm, I'm worried that I'll be judged for thinking one thing or saying one thing. So it's very difficult for me to open up on specific topics, of course. Like, that's something that Katie and I right now are experiencing. Like, this is like, oh, the tightrope is unbalanced for very different reasons. Or, you know, we, we've switched places if we're both walking towards each other. On the tightrope, we figured out how to swap places and walk towards the edge on the other side of the rope, but the other side of the rope was slightly different than we expected it to be. How are we going to get through this? The same Therapy. way we get through everything, Pinky. 
We really do have a good therapist. She's wonderful. So I, I don't bring this up to like call you out. Oh, I don't take it that way. I, I feel like, well, let's talk about the hard stuff that's happening right now. And I think that that's what all of our listeners appreciate is the things that we're going through can just be thrown out there. And if it's helpful for someone else to talk about it first before you can go to your partner and talk about it, that's that's why we do it. So it, Alan is 100% right. I'm glad that this is what he mentioned because we have swapped places and in a lot of ways, sometimes I keep telling Alan, just tell me, like, just talk to me. Just tell me how you're feeling or tell me what your thoughts are. And to his, to his point in the past, when I've like blown up or gotten mad or, you know, I've wanted to argue, um, his point, it's been a negative experience for him. And so what, it, what does he learn to do? Well, just like shut down and just be quiet. And in some ways I've learned to do the same. I'm not saying that it's been like an all or nothing type of deal, but now we're at this point where it's pretty obvious that keeping things in is actually causing harm and it's spilling over into everything else in our life, our relationship, our relationship with the kids, um, in our interactions, both daily and just with the day-to-day, like, hum of the, of, of life. And I, I feel like, especially lately, it's kind of been this up and down, you know, thing that we've really tried to work on with how we can, how I can better respond and how Alan can share And I think the last few times we've talked pretty much in depth, it's, it has been, you know, we had a discussion while he was in, um, where were you? Vegas. And the discussion went as I shared something, he shared something back. We went back and forth and I just, I listened to what he had to say. And then at the end I said, well, I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts with me. It's really important that I hear them. And he said, I know you don't agree. And I said, it's okay. it doesn't matter. I, I want, I care about what you have to say. I think that for a long time, it has felt like you haven't, like maybe I have a hard time hearing what you have to say. Like I don't value it. Is that right? Yeah. I've felt that way before. So I'm, I'm in a place now, I think too, where I can listen to what you have to say and I have enough emotional intelligence to validate where you're at and what you're saying. And it's okay if I don't agree. Right. But I want you to say the things. This is the difference. I don't want him to shut that part of him, like that part off anymore. I want him to tell me what he thinks. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's not a perfect process. It, it's it's difficult. We've we've had conversations just a few few weeks ago, for example. Katie was going to California. We're always going somewhere. Someone's going somewhere always. So before I went to Vegas, she went to California, and when she left, it was like, hey, just have patience with me while you're gone. I'll try to not be as filtered. Like I'll share more. Just I'm trying. Just have some patience, please. Like I'm trying. I promise, I'm trying. 
And it's not a perfect process. It's difficult. And then something happened and that kind of cracked everything open. Yeah. And then you had to be pretty honest with me. And it's healthy not to share everything with everyone. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the other thing. Is like, there's. I know everyone thinks they know everything about our lives, but there are there's there's parts that we keep just for us. Yeah. So back off. <laughs> the other thing that we've been pretty careful about is not influencing anyone else's journey. We've been very careful, especially with this this podcast, just to allow everyone their own journey. And not to harp on one group or the other. So you heard Zara speak about just our experience at church on Mother's Day. And, you know, I find it, I'm going to, (laughs) this is really hard because so many people send us emails saying, I am in the beginning of this. I'm starting with episode one. And wow, this is so helpful. And, you know, this is, we've got four years of podcasts that have been recorded and published and all of y'all have been on the ride with us. Okay. Some of you are not in the church. Some of you are in, some of you don't even need to listen to us, but for reasons unknown, (laughs) still listen to us. Right. And I get that. And so if you are a new person coming into this and you are starting from episode one and you're binging the episodes, you're going to see in a four-year period that things have changed for us. And we don't really talk about it, but I think you can tell with the progression along the way how things have been going. So I'm sorry if any of you are new here and you're jumping into this and you're like, what is going on? But I'm just, I feel like it's important that we continue to stay true to us and who we are and how we feel about things. And so this is our like truth bomb moments, okay? And it's hard to to talk about because very few people in our inner circle do we talk about these things with because they're very personal and private. You know, we went to church, we have this exchange with Zara about Heavenly Mother during sacrament meeting. And I go to class and I'm sitting in class and, you know, it's, there are a lot of things that are brought up in within classes that are hard to hear or are said. But that particular day, it, I think it was our, our 20th anniversary of knowing each other as well. Yeah, We had met that day, um, May 8th, 2002 in the MTC in Provo. So it was a significant day for multiple reasons. You know, we were celebrating mothers. We were celebrating the fact that Alan and I met in the MTC in Provo 20 years ago. And that also comes with its own baggage, right? Because wow, 20 years, like from then to now, like what in the world? Um, Our life has taken so many twists and turns. So we get in there and of course, one of the things brought up during the lesson are people who leave the church. I just hate, I, I with all my heart, I hate the fact that that it's like this floating category of, oh, them, rather than my neighbor or talk about anyone specific. It's this sort of cloud of them, you know, that get, gets lumped in together. And at one point, I just, I couldn't stand it. So I raised my hand and I said, let's just be upfront. 
all of you know my husband. My mm. husband is here today mm. along with all my kids because this is what I want, wanted them to come do on Mother's Day. I wanted them to come with me to church and they're here all supporting me. My husband does not believe in the church anymore. All of you know that. He is an incredible person. In fact, today we celebrated our 20 year anniversary of knowing each other from the MTC in Provo. None of us have a crystal ball. None of us know what's coming in our future. And the only thing we can do is we can control ourselves. That is the only thing we can do is have control over how we feel, how we choose to to believe or not believe, how we choose our family or not choose our family. However that looks, each of us get a choice. And that is up to each individual person. And you know, my husband is here supporting me. He supports me in my calling. He supports me at church. And I'm just really thankful that I have a, a spouse who supports me, whether I'm in the church or whether I'm out of the church or whether I don't go, it doesn't matter. He is always there for me. So let's not otherize people. My husband is a good person and guess what? He doesn't believe. And it was good. I kind of felt like it was like a mic drop moment for me because I just could not take it any longer. And I know that a lot of you are here as well because I constantly hear from so many of you about how we all speak up in our own surroundings because we have the privilege of of really the privilege of being the one on the inside. And so it's important for us to stick up for our for our own. So I say this and then so many women come up and think me after but the teacher's comments were wow I'm I'm just so surprised that he does that because you know when my husband you know, when he left the church, that's when he wanted a divorce. And, and then it was a monologue about her own story. And that's fine because everyone has their own paradigms, their own experiences. And I'm not putting anyone down for that, but it's Tim, for me, I feel like I like came home and cried about it. Cause I'm like, what am I doing? What the hell am I doing? Like, why am I subjecting my kids to this? Why am I subjecting myself to this when I just feel like crap? Like, I don't know how much longer I can just, like, toe the line of of being here and having to say something every time. It's just exhausting. It's exhausting. I'm tired. And that's not what people want to hear. Like, people want to put... People want to put me on a pedestal and say thank you for showing me how I can make my my relationship with the church work. And it's it's hard. It's so hard. And I feel like every day it's harder because I see something or I hear something from my own kids. I joked that I told Alan that our daughter is going to be the one that pulls me out. Because I just, she says things and I'm like, you're right. Like, I agree with you. And I just keep thinking, like, am I a bad parent? Am I doing the right thing? Why am I, why am I here? And guess what? The people are amazing. My neighbors are amazing. My friends in the neighborhood are amazing. They haven't treated us differently. They've gone out of their way to talk to Alan. Honestly, I'm going to say that in my case, it's the people that, like, keep me coming back. 
But then the messages and everything else that's wrapped up into it is so difficult. And last week I took my boys. <laughs> I it's my it was my son's 16th birthday and for his birthday he said the only thing he wanted was to go to Disneyland with his friends. And I thought that that was really very very sweet. And so for months we planned this trip where I took my two sons and their three friends and I drove them to California. And I had the, this time on the drive to listen to two different podcasts, a bunch of podcasts, but two that had a huge impact on me during that drive. And one of them was, at last she said it, it was what women don't get in this church. And the other one was um, a Jody Moore podcast about our own spiritual journeys. And I actually loved those two because I felt like they went hand in hand. Increasingly and overwhelmingly, I felt like you know, I I look at the church and I think like the church was my best friend and we had so much in common and it really served me for a very long time. And I loved being with this best friend. But now as time has gone on and my feelings have shifted in a lot of ways and my thoughts have shifted, I I see us like growing apart and it's hard and it's scary and it's sad. And sometimes I want to go back and I want to visit my friend because I miss my friend and other times, and it's familiar. And then other times I think like, this is not healthy for me. And I just need to, I need to find a way to make things work for me and my family in the best way I know how. So this is kind of like where I'm at. I'm overwhelmed, to be honest with you. I feel like I've been a really, really good, really good Mormon busy bee. You know, we found a place here in this community because we were going through something. And what do you do when you go through something? You serve. That's what you do. You like turn it around and you just serve and serve and serve and serve. For a long time, we've been doing that. We've been like, we turned it around. We decided how can we help other people? And this is what's been born, right? And we've just like served and served and served and served kind of the crap out of it. And now I'm like taking a step back and I think that in service, you kind of put all of your stuff on the back burner, which isn't a bad thing, but at some point you have to confront it. And now I feel like everything's being confronted and it's exhausting and it's, there's just a lot to it. And so here we are. I don't know what else to say about it. I can say a few things. One, you're super brave and I love you. And I'm glad that you're, you're saying that I didn't know you were going to say this. You probably didn't either. I'll say, I will say one thing directly to all the listeners. I think one of the, one of the unfair expectations that gets placed on, on Katie is the expectation to stay in we were talking about this a couple nights ago when I was in Vegas. If you remember on the phone, it's like most people in mixed faith marriage or outside of this topic at all are doing the best that they can every single day to do what's best for them and their family. Like that, that's usually how people operate. And in mixed faith marriage, the same applies where for a long time, the spouse that was in was still in because it still worked and it was still providing a lot of value for them. There's people all along the journey. And so there's, there's women 
right now or believing uh, husbands right now that are listening to this and you are having very different reactions from others. You may be listening to this thinking, oh, no, no, Katie, no, you have to stay. You may be listening thinking, I've had the same thoughts. You may be listening thinking, yeah, that was me about a year ago, Katie, where, where you are. The point of this podcast has never been about where people land with their belief. The whole point of this podcast has not been about trying to get one spouse to continue belief or the other spouse to stop believing. It's never been about where you land on belief or how that progression looks. It's always been about doing the best with your situation and your marriage. And that changes over time. And I want to make it clear. I'm not saying that I'm like leaving the church. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you, I thought you, (laughs) shoot. I thought you, I'm just kidding. I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. What I'm saying is, is that like I'm working through a lot of really hard things right now. And I just don't know how to do it with like continuing like being here at the podcast right now. And I'm not saying that that's not for the future or anything. I'm just saying that like I recognize that there's, I need to like focus on like what I want and how I'm feeling and what I want to do. And it kind of feels like the perfect time to take a break for a number of reasons, right? It's summertime. And um, I think we've mentioned before, but we're going, we're leaving for a full month. And Alan's Alan's um, mom is coming with us. We're going to England and Scotland, which is where she's from. And we're taking the kids and we're going to be gone for a month. And that will take us till mid-August. And um, we just have a lot going the last, the, you know, the next three, three-ish three months or something. So anyway, I say that all because I want you to know that we're, we usually take the summers off anyway, but this is this is sort of like how we're feeling is, is we just are going to take the summer off and see how we feel and then come back to it and let everyone know what the future holds. And maybe it's still making content. Maybe it's not. I know we can't do this forever. And it's, you know, well, it's amazing to have people email us. I mean, yesterday before the guy even came up to us, so my sister-in-law told us that some dear friends of theirs were just going, were just starting in this journey and how helpful the podcast has been and how grateful they were for it. And we hear messages like that all the time. And I, and I always say that Alan, like, how do we even stop? It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard to think about stopping something that like has brought so much joy to other people, you know, help to other people, meaning, I mean, and also who that had like, has provided our own space to work through so much of the, the hard, but I do, (laughs) I'm like, at this point, I I feel like I'm at my breaking point. There's a lot of really like strong thing, feelings that I have that I haven't really worked through or thought about because it's hard. Well, one day at a time, we can't solve everything on one episode. Um, and a lot of it, obviously we won't be talking about here, but I think it is good timing to take our little summer break. Obviously you can hear in Katie's voice, she's got a lot going on internally and we have a lot going on as a couple as, as do all of you as well. 
I think uh, this is a good, a good if not sad way of. of this is the worst pause. way to stop. <laughs> we we've talked with a lot of you one on one. We we see a few of you from time to time. This doesn't mean leave us alone. Uh, no, please don't leave us alone. If you, you know, message us. If you see us out and about, say hi. We love we love seeing seeing everybody and saying hi, even if it makes us cry looking at the fireworks right after you say <laughs> hi. Uh, we we definitely want to want to keep that up. You can email us at marriageandatsightrope at gmail dot com as well. Katie, do donations make you cry less? <laughs> I'm just kidding. At this point, it's it's. It's a mixed bag. <laughs> That's right. We do accept Bitcoin. My Bitcoin wallet <laughs> is... I'm just kidding. Uh, we appreciate all the support from everybody. And we're going to go make tacos and have a fun game night and not think about this for a while, right? Awkwardly, this has been Alan and Katie signing <laughs> off. We'll see you after our England trip. Toodaloo. Toodles. Is that what they say? Cheerio. Cheerio. Cheerio.